think I'm on. Yep. All right. Uh, today we're doing a standalone uh, message to cap the year out in, from Ephesians 5. And next week we're beginning uh, four weeks in Psalm 62. So January is Psalm 62. It's a beautiful psalm. We're going to unpack why we want to make that the foundation of our resolutions going into this year. So if you want to do some pre-reading, just soak yourself in Psalm 62 for the next uh, week or so. You'll be ready for next week. Today, though, is the last day of 2023. How was the year for you? What's your summary of this year? Was it quick? Did it drag? Was it good or was it bad? Were there more good than bad points? Was there more hard than easy points? Here's something God wants us all to feel about 2023 and about the prospect of moving into the new year and indeed about every moment. He wants us to feel grateful, thankful. Here's the encouragement from the Apostle Paul, Ephesians 5.20. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything, for everything, always in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Which is the exact opposite of what I feel like doing a lot of the time, right? Some of us never feel like this, or hardly ever like this sometimes there's no music in the heart at all how can paul expect that we can all do this is he just kind of on an upper is he just feeling great about jesus you know sometimes you feel like that oh i'm just so full of god and i just am so grateful and i'm just so happy and things are working out okay and i'm dancing around and my this song rises from my heart and i just want to sing and make music and dance and say thank you god because i'm so grateful for this life and he's just in that bubble and that's why he writes this thing down in this letter well no because we know that's not true because the bible is very real about life always and because in the same greek thought in the same um grammatically this whole section starts with this be ve- verse 15 be very careful then how you live not as unwise but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. It's New Year's Eve, so I thought we'd just put that one in. (laughs) The days are evil. Be careful, be aware, be vigilant, watch out, be wise, don't miss opportunities. He's not talking about business opportunities or opportunities to make money or, you know, to acquire something else or... To have a new experience. So he's talking about the kingdom of God. Don't miss what God is doing in your life and in the lives of people around you. Use your head. Discern. Choose the right path. The days are evil. Distractions and temptations are everywhere. Pain is real. Heartache and abuse abound. Life is hard. So be careful. Be wise. Some of us are like, that's my 2023 right there. And I know in our CCW family, the grief and the distress and the worry and the loss and the fear and the pain and the failure and the falling, it's all real. And Paul, he knows this. He knows the struggle. Through the letters, we see him, his letters, we see him lamenting the world that we live in. Ah, the God of this age, he's talking about Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers. And he refers to where the whole world's kind of under this evil thing. It's all not God. Every, nobody wants God. 
and there's pain and struggle and sin everywhere. And in me too, Paul talks about the struggle in his own life. Ah, what a wretched person I am, says Romans 7. I don't even do the things I know that I should do and the things I want to do I don't do and the things that I, you know, like, ah, who's going to rescue me? Because I've got this sin in me too. And he knew the sin of others, you know, when he got beaten and stoned and imprisoned and he walked around. Imagine walking around everywhere knowing that there's fanatics, religious fanatics, that are just sworn to kill you um, after your blood. And he suffered from some unknown chronic ailment, you know, the thorn in the flesh. We don't, don't, don't know what it was. That he prayed and prayed and prayed, God, can I just not have this anymore? It's just stopping me from being all that I can be. And God's like, no, you just have my grace. Like, this is Paul. He knows these realities. How... How is he so alert and so aware and so careful in these evil days and always thanking God for everything? From his heart, from the song that's rising in his heart. And how how does he expect us to do the same and why would we? Don't get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Now, when Paul says, be filled with the Spirit, there's a couple of things to note here. One is, he doesn't mean, like, sometimes we say, be filled with the Spirit, and you think, oh, no, you know, then he's going to start talking about manifestations, tongues, and, and, you know, prophecy, and all these kind of gifts that, what, are the evidence of the feeling? No, that's not what Paul means at all. That you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. That's what he's talking about through his letters. That God would fill your life. That you would be empty of you and full of the Spirit of God. That instead of all of the selfish desires that were in you, you would just want love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The fruit of the Spirit. That the Spirit of God would fully occupy your life and rise up in you and you would just want the things that God wants. Be filled with the Spirit. Don't get drunk on wine that leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Um, that's the first thing. That's what he's talking about, the fullness of God. Also, grammar. The verbs in this sentence are really strong. Present imperative, second person plural. That means all of you right now do this. Be filled. It's not like make sure you have been. It's not a once-off thing. It's a present continuous. That is, right now, as, we're, as I'm talking to you, and tomorrow, and the next day, and next Wednesday, do this. And not just Jacko, James too, and everyone else. Be filled now, like all of you. It has, has that kind of... Um, there's only, only four times in his whole letter is this verb tense used. This, this is the urgency of this um, command from Paul. Do this. There's some debate about whether it's in the uh, passive or the middle um, uh, form, which means passive is like, we, uh, we use alcohol, because Paul uses alcohol deliberately to, uh, as a comparison to help us understand what he means here. If I get drunk, I've never been drunk, but if I, if I get drunk, does the alcohol make me drunk, or do my choices to drink make me drunk? And you go, yes. Because I can't get drunk without alcohol. Um, although some people tend to get... Anyway, it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> um, 
So I need the alcohol to get drunk, but I choose the alcohol to get drunk, right? So is Paul saying, don't get drunk? That is, don't choose that kind of, that's the middle. Don't, don't go, oh, I'm going to get drunk. You know, don't get drunk. But get filled. That is, I'm going to get that. Or is he saying, Drunk, drunkenness happens to you. So don't let drunkenness happen to you, passive. Instead, let the Spirit of God fill you. So is it a passive thing or is it a, or is it a middle tense where you're chasing it? And the answer is yes. <laughs> we don't know. There's a lot of debate around that. But you get the, the urgency of this verb use here that Paul's saying. He's saying this is the, this is the middle point of this passage. This is the, what he's trying to get at. So these days are evil. This is a transition from, ah, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. So let the song of thanks to God rise in your hearts. This is what happens in the middle of that. Instead of going after alcohol, which leads to debauchery, go after the Spirit of God. That's what he's saying. Don't get drunk. Get filled. All of you, now, get filled with the Spirit. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, comma, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. This is corporate worship. This is when we come and we pray together and we, we somebody prays and we join in, like, like um, Natalie just did then with that beautiful verse. Here's a thing for us. To, to launch out into this year, can we just go after God and we all go, yeah. Like, you know, or you go, hurry up, is this prayer finished yet? You know, like, in as much as we participate in this thing, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, when we sing these words um, together and we encourage each other, but we also go hard after God and we sort of speak to our own souls to go, not this, but Him, God. I want God. Like, now, here's a question. Which, which comes first, the chicken or the egg, both grammatically and experientially in this sense? Be filled with the Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit to each other. So does being filled with the Spirit result in me singing psalms and hymns and things to God? Um, or if I'm feeling, oh, I'm not filled with the Spirit, so I'm going to sing psalms and hymns and, so, and that's going to help me get filled with the Spirit. You know, which way does it work? And the answer is yes. <laughs> um, both grammatically, because Paul's deliberately ambiguous. It is strategically ambiguous, grammatically, where he's saying, this is one said, be filled with the Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. He's saying these two things, they, they, they work together. When I'm full of God, I just want to sing. This song rises in my heart. It results in psalms and hymns and songs from this. I want to pray. I want to come. I want to encourage others because I'm full of God and I want to express that. But also if I'm not full of God and I just choose, I'm going to sing to God. I'm going to let this song rise in my soul. I'm going to focus on what God wants and not what I'm thinking and what I want. Then I get what? God. So I get full of the Spirit. It's both. And they work together. It's not that we can, like, I love that Paul compares this to alcohol. I can't get drunk without alcohol. I can't get full of the Spirit without the Spirit of God. I have no, I have, all I'm doing is surrendering to the power of one or the other. 
choosing the power of one or the other. But inasmuch as it's your choice to get drunk, it is your choice to get filled. You go, oh, I don't feel God like that. Paul's not saying it depends on your personality or how you feel or whether you do feelings or whether you feel God or whether you express that. He's, not, he's just saying, all of you right now, get filled. Get filled. Which means that it's real and possible. And because this is the Spirit of God going, ah, this is here. It's here. And it's not like, oh, I feel ecstatic now and I'm buzzing from my feet to my toes. Oh, that might happen. That's awesome. It's just like, can we get empty of us and full of God? Can we release the things that are us and, and let God be the main thing in our lives, as Natalie was saying before? Concluding this thought, Paul says, Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is my experience. I don't know if it's yours. If my heart has surrendered my own fears and worries, if I've dropped my own agendas and chosen God, like, you can't, I, I can't always. But in the moments where I go, all right, focus. This is God. I just want God in this space. And what he wants for me, what he wants for this world, then I will know to my bones that I'm okay. And that God is good. And then gratitude will rise from my boots and my heart will rise in a song of thanks to God. This is why Paul and Silas were singing in the prison. This is why Jesus on the cross can say, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. How are we grateful even in the mess? Only in as much as we're full of God. Because he saved us. He loves us. He has forgiven us. He's going to take us into an eternity with him beyond all this pain here. And he's giving us the opportunity to celebrate him and be grateful. I rang someone this week that I love dearly. They've been going through a hard time, a lot of it of their own making. Um, and their commitment to God has been a little sketchy in that space. I've been walking with them and I just rang as a check-in. Hey, I'm just checking in to see how you're going. That way. And this line, yeah, no, good. I've just had an amazing time of prayer and worship. I'm like, okay. Wow. Wow. My heart's just, you know, the, it's like the first note of a great song. Ding, something's happening here. And then, okay. So, you know, are you, here's my question because I'm preparing this. Are you feeling God in that space? And then like, yeah, like I never have before. And my, I am just crying because I love this person and I want this for them more than anything in the whole world, that they would be filled with God. Don't you want this for your loved ones, that they would be filled with God, that they would surrender to God? 
I think, if I just want this for some random person that I know, how much more does our Father in heaven, how much more, Luke says, will he give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? How much more? Um, We've got one more song for you this morning. Uh, as the team comes up here. It's called Gratitude. Um, I like it because it's, it's um, I want us to learn it. It's, I've asked the team to do this. Uh, it's like, I've got no words, God, but this is, this is what comes from my heart now. Just hallelujah, like you, God. Just, I just want you. And I'll, just, I'll throw up my hands and I'll praise you again and again. Um, I will. And it has this other refrain in it, which I'll explain to you in case it freaks you out, which is when you talk to yourself, it says, so come on, my soul. Don't get shy on me. Lift up your song. You've got a lion inside of these lungs. So get up and praise the Lord. So we're talking to ourselves. People go, what lion in my lungs? It's, it's a poem. It's, a, it's an expression. It's artistic. If you don't understand it artistically, just go with it. It means Jesus Christ is in you. He's in you. And he's, the Holy Spirit wants us to align ourselves with the universe in going, God is awesome and we're beautiful because he made us, not because we've got any inherent value to ourselves, except that we're in God. We're in God. And so that's what this is. It's like my song, God, just rises to you. And we're talking to ourselves. Come on. Get up and praise the Lord. So, engage with the song. Listen to it first. We'll sing it. And then we'll all sing it together. And when we sing it together, just have a go at going, I want to be full of God. I'm going to choose God. Um, And Wednesday, when you're struggling, go, come on, my soul. Get up and praise the Lord. And on Friday, come on, my soul. Let's do that.